It's Friday, so it's the last chin check of the week. That's what it actually is, people. And we are looking at all the breaking news. And there's been a lot happening, people. So you better sit down and buckle up. Because we getting in this. Alright? Let's get it going. So... At the weekend, the heavyweight division has, um, I think it's four fights. Four fights, you know. And we've got a lot of young fighters coming in. Some new up-and-comers. Chris Dukas, Tom Aspinall. You know what I mean? It, it's finally really looking healthy as a division. But one name we will no longer see there is that of the skyscraper. That's right, Stefan Struve has retired from mixed martial arts. So, a while back, he, he retired with a heart condition, but then all of a sudden he came back. And it was like, oh, okay, right? He, he, he got the situation un- out, he got the situation underhand, right? So you're thinking, cool. That's good for him, man. He's able to, uh, you know, do things on his own schedule. But health situation seems to have come up again. Not the same thing. Something a little different. And Struve has decided to call it quits. Right? He put a statement out. So, I was able to take my space and time the last couple of months to overthink this so this time it really is for good i've had an inner ear issue i've been battling since may last year i caught a viral infection that has damaged my vestibular system and the hearing nerve in my right ear after new tests done recently we learned that the vestibular system is not working properly the first conclusion in May was that it was most likely BPPV, benign proximal positional vertigo. Because of this, I have been dealing with vertigo issues, and I also lost and also loss of hearing and tinnitus, a ringing noise in my ear. After I caught. After I caught it in May, things got a lot better. After a couple of rough weeks at first, I was doing good, although still experiencing some vertigo and other minor issues. But my idea was, especially with the doctors telling me the issue would go away after a while, to just keep going and ignore it until it really was gone completely. Unfortunately, during my most recent fight, some of the issues came back after getting hit flush on the right ear. It was a punch that should not have been an issue normally. 
after that fight, I was having some... I was having more issues again, and the doctors scheduled new tests. Those, unfortunately for me, took a long time to happen because of the lockdown over here in the Netherlands. After these tests, I was told the damage in in um, in the ear and the vestibule issues caused by the viral infection I'd been dealing with are most likely permanent. I have no big issues when I'm just doing my everyday things and or training on a normal level to be healthy and in shape. The extreme intensity I put my body through in training camp to get ready for fights I can't do anymore. At this juncture I realise that it's time to hang up the gloves for good and my put and my put my health and family first i've had a long career and battled through multiple injuries including a broken jaw and my heart condition pushing forward and training hard without listening to my body would be asking for real trouble in my opinion so yeah that's it he said he'd been contacted recently about um you know possibly taking a fight right so um yeah he just said look that you know i thought about it and yeah i i realized i can't take the fight and i've got to quit so it's i mean stephen struve man you know what i mean when you when you think about the guy right the whew, you know, he he had all the potential to be great. All the potential to be great. You know, he's seven foot tall. Seven foot tall. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is crazy. He had a long ass reach. You know, he's only 33. You know, so I think there was a lot there. He was a brown belt in jujitsu. You know, he's a tough guy, right? And you think, so he was, you know, a kickboxer as well. Had four kickboxing fights, one or four, three by knockout. And in mixed martial arts, he had 42 fights. 42 fights, man. So he won 29, eight by knockout, 18 by submission. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Two by decision and one by disqualification. So, yeah, that meant he lost 13, nine by knockout, one by submission, and three by decision. You know, so he made his UFC debut all the way back, all the way back, people, at UFC 95. So there he fought Junior Dos Santos and he lost via TKO. So that was the 21st of February 2009. <laughs> hey, so yeah, you know, it's nearly a, yeah, it's nearly, um, two, you know, it's just a couple of days away from that point, right? Um, from there though, you know, he went and won three fights back-to-back. Dennis Stornick, Chase Gormley, Paul Bellantono. He lost to Roy Nelson. 
But then again, one number two, Christian Moorcraft, Sean McCorkle, lost to Travis Brown. Then he had that <laughs> fun-ass fight with Pat Barry. Now, I remember like, those two, because it was like the tallest heavyweight against the shortest. And they shot a lot of fun promos. It was so much fun, you know. Um, he didn't beat Dave Herman. Lava Johnson, Stipe, right? Beat Stipe. Lost to Mark Hunt, Alistair Overeem. Then beat Nogueira, right? UFC 190. Lost to Jared Rashot. Beat Antonio Silva. Daniel Olomushk. Lost to Alexander Volkov. Andre Oloski. Marcin Tabora. Beat. Marcos Rogerio de Lima, you know, lost to Ben Rothwell and then tied to Avassa when, um, <clears throat> yeah, in the last two fights. And it, it was one of those, a lot of the fights he lost, you did think, ah, you know, he should have won that fight. You know, a lot of them he was winning, but then gets caught. Like, Pastrup never you he didn't use the reach. Didn't use the reach as you thought he might. But you know, he's had a long career. He's had a long career, man. You know? So ten years in the UFC. Which that's good. That's really good. He's and you see all those names. He fought some tough, tough people. And yeah, he got some losses, but he also won. He also won against some big names, Nagera, Silva, Stipe, you know what I mean? Whew. Pat Barry, right? Sean McCorkle went, I believe Sean went and won um, the PFL, I think that's right. Um, but still, you know, good, or he's in boxing now, one of the two. But uh, yeah, some good names, he did. You know, he did his thing. So, you know, you can't wish anything but the best for Stefan Struve, man. Yeah, it's a shame. And it's a shame he has to go out on the injury rather than just him going, you know what, I'm stepping away. But as I said, look, he's had a long career. He's had some memorable wins. And even in the losses, some memorable fights. So... Thank you, Stefan Strew, for everything. Yeah, it's been fun. Okay, people, so what happened on the 12th of June 2015? Hmm? All right, I'll give you another moment. All right, you can't guess. Don't worry, I'll tell you. Tisha Torres and Angela, and Angela Hill fought. Yes. Now, Torres won that fight, but they were scheduled to rematch. You know? And that was meant to happen at UFC 256, which took place in December. Now, I think when they first fought, like, Torres was, you know, vastly more experienced. Vastly. You know, she'd already fought countless times for Invicta. You know, so 
she had all of that, right? She had all of that. And she was training with some great people. But now, man, we've seen it. Hill, Hill's the female Donald Cerrone. You know what I mean? She's taking fights when they come, right? And she's been on the, the end of some real, real close decisions that a lot of people feel should have gone to her. You know, so a, a, a rescheduled fight, boom, it made sense. Made sense to see who progresses, you know, who goes for that title. Now, obviously, there's no title shot after that fight, but it definitely, you know, puts you closer to that. You know, e- either having the other scalp is, um, you know, that's a very... Very good thing Unfortunately Hill has uh, She's heard that that rematch Might not happen Right And uh, she had some things to say about it (laughs) And you was like What did uh, Miss Hill have to say Well I will tell you people Hey Tisha Torres Heard you'd rather sit out till October than fight me. You signed the contract for December. What changed? You got paid for beating a last-minute noob? Good to know you're still terrified of fighting me after all these years. Staying ready because these bitches are screwed. Now, the noob she's talking about is Sam Hughes. You know, Sam Hughes, she's an LFA standout. You know, she's... Very highly skilled, but not many fights. Not many fights. So when she, you know, stepped in to fight Tisha, whew, there was a a clear and present danger. You know what I mean? Torres was just, ooh. and also Torres was, I mean, she was on fire. You know, in these last two fights. We have seen a new Tisha Torres. She seems like a revigorated Tisha Torres. So, um, yeah, after, you know, putting that out, Torres responded. People, did you really think she wouldn't? You know what I mean? She responded, right? And she responded with this. Here's the facts, Angela Hill. Fact one, I beat you already. Fact two, I also beat Michelle Waterstone and Rose Namanunes, who both beat you. I signed a co- fact three, I signed a contract to fight you in December. You unfortunately got COVID. Four, I won my last two. You lost yours. You stated you were on a seven-fight win streak. Eh, I beg to differ. <laughs> Five. I fought all of the champions at 115. I'm definitely not scared of you. Fact six. Like you, I wish to fight someone ranked above me and advance my career. And seven. Beat someone ranked and then it makes sense I'll fight you. Good luck in your next one. (laughs) 
Yep, that's what she said. Now, obviously, <laughs> you know, Hill had a response. Well, she had a couple. So here goes. You're still sitting out for over a half a year instead of fighting a fight you already signed a contract for, despite my last two losses. Instead of writing this essay, you could have signed a contract to fight me. You beat me six years ago, pre-USADA. You sound scared, homie. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Right? And um, she also said this. So, countering the seven points. One, six years ago. Two, much like my fight with Waterstone, many people thought Rose won and she beat you in a rematch. Right, so, yeah, I think when Tisha fought Rose, I I think it was an Invicta, you know, I think it was an Invicta, when Rose didn't have much experience, you know, Um, so then she said three, sign again, four, against unranked girls, still no sense of humour, because when, um, you know, Hill says I'm on a seven-fight win streak, right? She's, uh, she's, she's doing a Chael Sonnen, you know what I mean? I'm undefeated. And also, it's like she thinks that those split-decision losses, they should have gone to her. And it's one of those ones which a large percentage of the enemy, you know, Sphere feel the uh, feel the same, right? So um, then she said five. I fought you. Um, I fought some two. That's ex champions. Six. There's no one else. Seven. I'll be fighting someone better than you after two wins. <laughs> oh, I mean it's hilarious. It is hilarious. You kind of feel this is going to go back and forth, right? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Now, I think the other thing with this, it's, you know, I've said it. Charles Sonnen has definitely said it. And it's the fact that the rankings don't really mean a thing. They don't really mean a thing. Because... If you beat someone well, that's what matters. You know what I mean? If you put a absolutely beat, if you look fantastic against someone, people are going to be talking about it. And, you know, no matter the rankings. And people will be like, oh, I'd like to see what they do against blah, blah, blah. Or I wonder if they could do that against blah, blah, blah. Or even... I mean, yeah, fine, but I still think blah, blah, blah will kill them, right, either way, people are talking, and then the matchmakers are thinking, hmm, alright, yeah, we can sell that fight, let's go, that's what happens, it doesn't mean anything, right, hence, Leon Edwards against Kamzat Chimeve, right, that fight, it was a fight because Kemzat had been on a tear. So, regardless of rankings, 
You know, it was an, always an interesting fight because it's like, okay, he's running through this level of opposition. What happens if he steps up, right? And then on the flip, Leon has been out for, you know, two years. So it's, all right, let, let's see, you know, if he's still got it, then he can fight for the title, right? That's what that was. Everyone knew what that was. It was very clear. You know, Gilbert Burns, some of the people Gilbert beat in his run to the belt, they weren't exactly household names, but he fought all the time. He fought regularly. When the call was there, he answered, and he looked good, right? So that's why he got the title shot. You know, it's fight, look good. Yo, fight, win. Rankings mean nothing. You know, you put up a good run, you're elevating yourself, and you could be fighting for a gold. You know, that's how it works, people. That's how it works. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. We will see what happens. We will see, what you know, because if Hill is right, and everyone else is tied up already, doesn't really leave Tisha with much room to uh, navigate. And it wouldn't surprise me if the USC didn't just put those two together. So, uh, yeah, we will keep watching this space. Well, this... Seemed to come out of left field. This was a surprise. And it was a surprise because of a conversation that was had on the Anik and Florian podcast. Now, what I'm talking about, people, is the big news that Leon Edwards has a fight. Right? So, he was scheduled to fight on the 13th of March, headlining about against... Kamzat Chimavev, but firstly, in their first fun, they both got COVID, then, right, got rescheduled, fight got scratched, because, um, you know, Kamzat was still suffering from the effects of COVID, and they got rescheduled to this, but unfortunately, again, Kamzat is still feeling the effects of COVID, Right, so it was then a case of right, who's gonna fight? Right, Leon wanted to stay on the card because you know he hasn't fought for over two years now, and um, Dana had said that he thinks Kobe Covington would be a good one. Right, so everyone kind of thought, yeah, makes sense. Let's see it. Right, there's who else is Covington gonna fight? Uh, and um, that's the fight we expected It seems that didn't happen Because now Leon Edwards is fighting Bilal Muhammad Yeah Bilal Muhammad people That's interesting And I say it's left field because of the Anakin Florian podcast Now what I mean is because you know Bilal hosts Remember the Show with uh, John Annick's brother Jason. And um you know Bilal won against Diego Lima at the week last weekend. So, you know, 
he was on the Anakin Florian to talk to John and um, Kenny. And in that, you know, John was like, uh, you know, they were talking and Bilal was like, yeah, I'm, you know, my ankle, my leg hurts. Right, I took a lot of leg kicks. My my well, my calf, to be exact. Yeah, that hurts. Got to ice that. You know, got a few bangs and whatnot. But yeah, you know, I I I hope to be fighting soon. And so Anik was then like, ah. Then I guess the thirteenth of March might be a bit too soon for you to turn around because you know Leon Edwards is looking for an opponent, and yeah, that would be a great one right and Bilal is like, yeah, you know that would be great, you know it'd be great because I get you know I get to headline a card, right, and so Bilal is one of them people that you know obviously. They want to elevate themselves, you know, so getting that shot, that'd be good, but he's just like, you know, I think it'd be a good fight, Is you know, I, I think, you know, my wrestling and all of this, but yeah, it's probably not gonna, probably not gonna happen, you know, just a few days later, people, that fight is happening, which, uh, yeah, that's big, right, it's big, and I think this is the type of thing that people need to do, right, is the thing, now, supposedly Errol Halani put out a call to action, right, he was slighting a lot of, uh, a lot of fighters, a lot of welterweights for just, you know, claiming to be gangsters, and then when, you know, someone needs a fight, everyone's like, uh, nothing to see, nothing to see, don't know, Ooh, I'm not doing anything, Not look, don't look at me, don't look at me, don't look at me, you know what I mean, people doing that, and that's, a, that is a crazy thing, right, everyone's be like, oh, yeah, anytime, any place, oh, that person wanted it, I'm gonna give it to him, well, don't talk, don't put my name in your mouth, son, blah, blah, blah. but then when, you know, someone needs a fight, People ain't anywhere to be found. You know, and I think it's one of those things, right? If you think you're a badass, if you think you can be anyone, you take those fights, right? Because if you believe in yourself, then you're going to just win. You know what I mean? And all these people that say, I want a title fight. How do you think you get a fucking title fight, Right? Yeah, beat people like Leon Edwards, who is on a, gosh, what is it, eight-fight win streak? Something like that, right? So, that's what you do, but people weren't. Now, is I feel it's a real interesting one to see why Kobe didn't take that fight. Because we haven't heard anything about an injury or anything like that. So, the only reason... I'd say he doesn't take that fight, is if they make maybe Colby v. Um, Masvidal as the coaches for the new season and reboot of The Ultimate Fighter. You know, that's the only thing that kind of makes sense for him to turn down that fight. Otherwise, why the fuck didn't Colby Covington take that fight? But you do kind of get the sense the winner of this fight 
fights Usman. That's what you'd imagine. So, yeah, I have no clue why Kamal didn't. Not Kamal, even. Why um, Covington didn't. But, yeah, props to Bilal for taking it after, you know, a fight with Diego Liga, where he has stated, took some damage to the calf. You know, that someone wants to move, wants to elevate themselves, and is just like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm taking the fight. Right, and the other thing with taking that fight, <laughs> you know... That, yes, you might lose it, right? But win or lose, you will be looked at favorably. And it's not like, oh, that means oh, I'm going to get, you know, a little under the table. No, no, no. When it's like you, it will be looked at favorably, it's just a case of when people are putting fights together, you know, when you've only got, oh, so this card is full up. We, oh, we've got one more fight to make. You know what? Thingy has always stepped up. Thingy has always helped out. Let's throw them on the card. Yeah, it's one of those ones. When it's a choice between, you might get it because you can be trusted, right? Because you step in. You constantly step in. You constantly help the fucking organization. So, yeah. It is a big move for Bilal Muhammad. It's a dangerous fight as well. You know, Bilal, heavy wrestling game. Like, we saw that. Now, he couldn't get the takedowns against Lima for the most part. But it's still draining. And for someone that hasn't fought in ages, how's Edwards you know, how's his gas tank going to be? Now, obviously, it, you know, you imagine he'd be, he's running and he's training the cardio. But adrenaline dumps, you know, and training is nothing like a real fight. You know, so where you think, I, I'm ready for this and blah, 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 it, it still changes once you're there. So with Bilal's heavy wrestling game, can he stifle Edwards? Can he hold Edwards down and get a win like that? Right? That's the big thing. That's the that's the concern Edwards must be thinking. But you know Edwards, he wants to fight. So, people, this is great. I am very much looking forward to this. It's going to be interesting and we will, you know, get a lay of the land once it is over. So, yeah, props to uh, Bilal. And also, remember, Edwards also, he's taking the fight on the same short notice, you know. So, yeah, props to them both. Okay, people, so the last few weeks, right, weigh-ins have been pretty, pretty decent. I believe, if I remember correctly, no one has missed weight. Now, we've had people fall out due to health reasons, but on the weight side of things, everything has looked good. That is until today. Yeah, 
unfortunately, there was some, oh, there were some big fucking issues, man. It is kind of crazy, right? So, you know, our main event was fine. You know, Blades weighed 259 and Lewis 263, which, you know, is pretty um, standard for both, I feel. Um, we then have issues with, um, you know, what would have been the co-main event. Uh, no, um, yeah, I don't know if it's still the co-main or not, but... Ketlin Vieira weighed 138 pounds. Yana Kutsavzaya, she was 135 and a half. Right, so it's a bantamweight fight. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Ketlin Vieira, just... Man. You, yeah, I mean, definitely not as egregious as um, some people. <laughs> because uh, yeah, there there was some that were uh, a lot worse, a lot worse. You know, because that's just two pounds, which not good, right? Not good. But yes, he, as I said, it, it could be worse, right? So um, we really get into trouble. When we have a, uh, it was a preliminary, uh, prelim, a prelim fight, like Rafael Alves, who was um, coming in, you know, it's coming into the UFC um, from the contender series, right? So you're coming, you are um, just about to make your debut. About to make your debut, right? You're thinking, ooh, great stuff. You know what I mean? Great stuff. Gonna make my debut. It's all gonna be gravy. But he uh, he fucked up big time. Big time. You know? It is crazy. After yeah, after doing such a you know good, good job of earning a contract, right? So he's meant to be fighting at featherweight. Meant to be fighting at featherweight. He weighed a hundred and fifty-seven and a half pounds. Eleven and a half pounds over the weight. That is insane. It is the craziest thing, you know, it's crazy, and the weird thing is, you know, he usually, I think, out of the UFC, he's fought at um, lightweight, you know, he was a former Titan FC interim lightweight champion, former champion, right, so, I mean, I get Right, doubt the opportunity to fight on a contender series that might have been there solely at featherweight, right? So you've been like, I, I, I really want that. I, I want to do it. Okay, fine. I'm gonna just do everything. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna, you know, try and get a contract at that weight. Doesn't mean though that you have to then fight at that weight. 
Like we have seen so many times people, you know, do the contender series and then say, uh, all right, um, yeah, for my UFC debut, I think I'm going to move up to, or I think I'm going to drop down to, you know, we see that all the time. So, yeah, I, I kind of think, ugh, what are you doing? And the crazy thing is, he had already said, right? He had already said in interviews that his next fight, he'd be moving up to lightweight. That's what he said. You know, it's uh, crazy. You know, because he hadn't fought at featherweight properly since December 2014. That was the, you know, before the contender, that was the last time he had fought in that weight class. You know, so it's like, ugh. You know, he said Kobe Covington had convinced him to, um, you know, move up. So, yeah, you're thinking, all right, then you, you, right, so you know what the situation is. You know this is tough. So, you know, put in that work, son. Put in that work. But, yeah, it didn't, it definitely did not go like that, right, so, it definitely sucks for his opponent, Patrick Sabatini, you know, who weighed 145 and a half, you know, he, he did what he had to do, right, but now he's not fighting, the fight has been scrapped, and, yeah, of course it's been scrapped, because it's not even a case of, Asking Sabatini, can oh, will you take this fight? No, because you know, with the commission, you have to be within range of your opponent by a certain amount, right? So that's too much. You mean that's way too much, and no one's going to sign off on that fight. So, yeah, it means Sabatini doesn't fight now. I imagine. They're going to try and either get him on a card soon, you know, and with COVID and dropouts, you know, that could very well happen real soon. Otherwise, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't paid his, you know, his fight money. Because, yeah, he did, he did the right, you know, he did everything he needed to do. You know, and he made weight. Now, if he had missed, you know what I mean? It would be something, but he made weight, right? So, yeah, I, I'd imagine he will get paid. It's, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with Alvarez. You know what I mean? Because, oy. now, if he had missed weight by, because, you know, we've seen Dana get pissed at people who missed by a pound on their debut. Which, hey, has all the right to be pissed. You know, you're contracted to fight at a weight. Make the fucking weight. Right? If you were, you know, people be like, oh, I had an injury and that's what. Well, then pull out. Pull out the fucking fight. You know, because you know... Right, you know what it takes to make weight. You fought before, so when you're go in your camp, and people weigh themselves during the camp, so there's a point where he knows, oh, I'm this weight. Oh, that's not the best. As soon as you realize, ah, oh, yeah, I'm not making weight. Pull out. 
right? Give the opponent the opportunity to possibly get someone else, right? Because it's unfair. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what happens um, to him. Not the only one, though, right? Because um, Dracar Rodriguez, who is meant to be fighting Eamon Zabah, uh, Sahabi, right? He also missed weight. Right? Again, that's a bantamweight fight You know, Zahabi, he came in at 136 Which, that's fine There's a power allowance But Rodriguez hit 140 and a half Four and a half pounds over Four and a half pounds over Oy. Yeah, not good Not good at all and, um, yeah, there's one more <laughs> There's one more Alright, so, um, you know, Danny Chavez is, was, you know, he's scheduled to fight Jared Gordon Now, Chavez, he came in, so it's a featherweight bout He came in at 145, he did his thing Jared Gordon, he came in at 150 So, yeah, four pounds over Just... Oh, a lot of fighters have really just shit the bed today, man. It is, uh, it is not good. Really is not good. But yeah, everyone else, everyone else, you know, did what they um, were contracted to do. They all made way. Now, some noticeable ones, right? So, uh, Alexi Olenek, he's weighing two forty. And Chris Dorcas, you know, sticking with what he's been doing, he's weighed in at 234. Now, Dorcas was, you know, in the fights we've seen him, he has come in just real light. So, yeah, that wasn't a surprise, you know. And as mentioned the other day, on Olenek, he's not a huge heavyweight. So, yeah, 240, that, that seems right. In our other heavyweight clash, Andre Orlowski, he weighed 249 and a half, and Tom Aspinall, 244 and a half. So, um, yeah, again, that, that's another one. Both are never huge. Like Aspinall has been, you know, his speed is, whew, it's a problem, right? So you always knew he was going to come in uh, pretty light. And, um, yeah, again, Orlowski, he's not the biggest of heavyweights. So, in the last heavyweight fight and the first on the card, Sergi Spivak, he came in at 245. And Jared Van Der Heer, he came in at 265. Yeah, interesting. I don't know if he weighed as much on the contender series, but, yeah. I mean, I think it, it definitely gives Spivak probably a speed advantage. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how that fight comes together, you know? Definitely that. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see what happens. You know, only the, um, the Alvarez-Sabatini uh, fight has been scrapped as of now. Right, so that means um, the card 
is going to be 14 fights, you know, so because it, it was 15, and with losing that one, so we have 14 fights, yeah, I don't know, we will, we will keep our fingers crossed, hopefully, you know what I mean, we don't lose any more, but, uh, yeah, that's what happened at weigh-ins, people. Okay, so, yeah, crazy, right? A lot of crazy shit, but we are now at the end of another episode, so let's take a look and um, see what's happening with um, fights. Alright, so the other day it came out that Randy Costa was out of his fight against Trevin Jones, right? But everything is all good now because Mario Batista is stepping in to fight Jones on the 6th of March card, which is UFC 259. Uh, so, then the following week on the 13th of March, Misha Serkinov will be fighting Ryan Spann. Oh, that's an interesting one. You know what I mean? Like, Spann definitely has the ability, but Misha Serkinov is, oh, that's a tough one. Right, then the week after that on the 20th of March, Johnny Eduardo will be he's coming back after a long time out. Johnny Eduardo will be fighting Anthony Burkic. So that's a good one. Also on that card, people, we get the return of Gregor Gillespie. Yes. I mean it's been a while, right? But it's not going to be an easy out, right? He's going to be fighting Brad Riddell. And Brad Riddell does have a similar style. So, yeah, this is an interesting one. Then the week after that, it's UFC 260. And Shane Young will be fighting Omar Morales. You know? Kind of makes sense with that one. Um, then we jump to April. Right, so on the 17th of April, Tony Gravely will be fighting Nate Manners. Then on the 1st of May, Shamil Abrahimov will be fighting Augusta Saki. Oh, that's a good fight. And then, let's end with this, on the 8th of March, the following week... Ludwig Klein will be fighting Ilya Topora. <laughs> oh, god damn it, people. Oh, we have some interesting shit. Definitely looking forward to all of this. You know what I mean? Damn. Alright, people. So, tomorrow we have got, you know, Lewis V. Blades. And. You know, <laughs> hopefully we don't lose any more fights. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, we'll be back on Monday to go over that. And, um, yeah, going to try and get a look at LFA, which I just realised is happening tonight as well. So, um, people, see you on Monday. Enjoy the weekend. And get on with your player-ass shit. Peace.